here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy Dan Titus from the Action Network. Dan, how are we doing this New Year's Eve day? Ready to pop off, man. It's a celebration. It's Friday. Get Don't really have that much work going on other than talking sports here. I know we got some college football games. I don't really keep up with college that much just because I have no time to. But, man, this is going to be a great weekend. We got basketball, football, man, New Year's celebrations. It's all good. Love it. Yeah, right New, we, we got two incredible uh, semifinal games in college football today. We will not be talking about that today, but I will give out my best bet for the two games. I'm going to give out Alabama minus seven first half. Love that one. Kind of like the under in that game, too. Like Michigan first half plus four money line on that also. Wouldn't trust them for the game. I'm not sure about the over under in that one. I would kind of lean towards the over, actually, despite the fact that they're two defensively minded teams. So. Those are my bets for uh, college football. Let's move on to what we came here for. This yes, is sir. episode 44 of our podcast, our week 17 best bets. Dan, why don't you start us off? Your number one pick of the week is? Chiefs minus five and a half versus the, versus the Bengals. I already put this in the Action Network app. Uh, I got this just to make sure that there wasn't any. I mean, hey, we it's Friday. We've been hearing a lot of news today. So there's a lot of things that are moving line. So you got to lock in stuff when you see it. And uh, for me, I feel like the Bengals, they're just totally inconsistent, you know, losses to the Jets and the Browns throughout the season. I think they're getting a lot of lot of benefit from Joe Burrow's 500 uh, five TD performance uh, last week. So they have the easiest strength of schedule. They really haven't beaten any. They don't really have any quality wins on their resume here. They've beaten the Baltimore Ravens twice, but they're not very good. And uh, they've lost a bunch of close games to really competitive teams like the Packers and uh and so, like, I just, I just can't get behind why they're not, why they're not more at a deficit than five and a half points here against the Chiefs, who are probably the best team in football right now. Seems that their defense has been lights out uh, since probably about week eight. So, yeah, they're winning the turnover battles. The only way that the Cincinnati Bengals can stay in this game is if Joe Mixon has a hell of a day, and uh, it's going to take a little bit more than that. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs here minus five and a half. All right, I like it. I actually bet. Kansas City minus four and a half. I saw it this morning. Ooh, uh, locked nice. that one in. Not much of a difference in general between four and a half and five and a half, but I'll still take the free point hey, just in case point. something it's weird happens. Right, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, I'm totally with you on this game. We talked about it on our episode 43, our week 17 preview. Uh, like Kansas City in this spot, I thought it was a good time to fade the Bengals after such a dominant win last week. Chiefs are riding high. That defense is playing great. I think that Burrow and their wide receivers are going to struggle versus this defense and uh, Mahomes in December, man, tough to slow them down. Kansas City's on a roll. Andy Reid has them cooking. Uh, Tyreek back, Kelsey back, full strength. The Chiefs got to like it under a touchdown for me. Uh, Minus CEH, right. but CEH was yeah. kind of eh, he wasn't. Is that really, really important? Daryl Williams has been solid, man. So it's not like they lost much in, in the running back room. So yeah, I think that this this Chiefs team is scary right now. I actually like Darrell Williams more than CEH because they don't feel the need to force him the ball. You know, like I, I feel like they're, they're forcing to him because of the draft capital. But honestly, when yeah. you look at the numbers and the pass blocking, like Darrell Williams is a beast. So I, I agree. I tend to agree with you, man. 
All right. Before I get to my number one pick, a couple of champions round things on board. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton jerseys up for grab. You can still get that. All you got to do is DM us the phrase mile high for your eligibility to win those. We're giving it away on Sunday. Uh, AJ Dillon, we're giving away that jersey, signed jersey, on IG Live Sunday morning, 8 a.m. at Champions Round. Uh, that'll be cool. We'll do like a half an hour discussion on all your fantasy football needs. Give that away. Good times. And then we have three seven six contests that are, are starting on Sunday. Two on Sunday, one on Monday. Go enter. We're giving away a ton of free swag there, too, including a Deion Sanders signed jersey, which I want to grab my hands on. I would love to put that behind you. Yeah. Yep. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if I'm going to be retweeting and liking, man. Uh, I would like love to have some prime time in my uh, background here. Love that. Yeah, we're giving away a Deion Sanders and a Patrick Sertain jersey for the late slate on Sunday. So nice. good ones there. Uh, go join those seven six contests on the Champions Round app right now. All right, my number one bet Question. of the week. Which which, yep. which Deion which Deion jersey is it? Cowboys. Okay. You can't get it. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're allowed nope. to put that one up over nope. your house. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Got it. Yeah, if it was a Falcons one, I, I'd tell you to get in on it. Right. <laughs> All Fair right, enough. my number one pick of the week. We talked about it on the previous show. Tennessee, minus three. That's the line at Circa, so that's what I'm going to use. Rest of the market right now, three and a half, four. Uh, okay, well, for the purpose, this is my show, so i got to use whatever number I want. I'm going to give it <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to give out Tennessee minus three. I would bet it at three and a half. In fact, I already did. I uh, love the money line, too. I do kind of like Miami as a teaser piece. If you can get the... Nine and a half, nine. But uh, like we talked, Miami on a short week after beating New Orleans on Monday, they have to travel on the road. This team has not beaten a real team outside of Baltimore. We just talked about how Baltimore might not actually be that good in their seven-game winning streak. Tennessee is a tough-minded team. I think this defense is going to absolutely bring it against Tua. I think Tua is going to have some turnovers in this game. I think that the A.J. Brown difference we saw versus the 49ers makes a huge difference in this offense. Totally opens it up for Ryan Tannehill. Little sneaky Ryan Tannehill getting back at the Dolphins spot, maybe. Don't hate that angle. Uh, I love Rabel as a coach. I think that he'll have them ready to go. And they need a win because they need to keep pace with the Colts, who will look like they're probably going to run it out all the way uh, to the end of the season with victory. So give me Tennessee minus three. That is my best bet of week 17. I love it, man. This is my number three best bet. We talked about it on the Tuesday show um, or Wednesday, excuse me. But uh, yeah, this is really to me a fate of the Miami Dolphins. The Titans' weakness is really in their run game, and the Miami the Miami Dolphins can't run the ball whatsoever. They're giving carries to literally everyone that's on their roster at this point. And uh, yeah, I, I just really like the Titans' spot mainly because they're on nine days rest. They came out. We saw what that offense looked like when they have their main playmakers on the field that's not Derrick Henry but AJ Brown and, and Julio Jones so I think Tannehill might actually have something here this is the right time for them to get on the right path and you know uh, the Miami Dolphins they've had some a bit of luck uh, some some favorable schedule matchups their defense has been lights out but I, I think that this is where this this comes to a halt here and I think the Miami Dolphins are a bit too uh uh, there's given a little bit too much to them in the in the market right now. And surprisingly, this game opened up at three and a half. It hasn't moved at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Titans here. Take care of business. All right. Your number two pick of week 17 is? Number two pick, as nasty as this sounds, uh, God. We love Dallas. gross. We love gross. Do it. it. It's it's not as gross as it really is. I just don't like talking about the Cowboys. But I'm taking Dallas. I, I got them at minus five and a half. Uh, I see it now that it's moved up to around six, six and a half in some in some books, but I, I'm fading Cliff Kingsbury. I've been waiting to do it all season. 
through the first eight weeks of the season, this guy was one of the best coaches, you know, arguably coach of the year. Uh, but he has a bad track record once it ha- after week eight. He's eight and 19 uh, for his career after week eight. This team is trending in the wrong direction. No D hop. Uh, it looks like James Connor might not be able to be available as well. So it's going to be Chase Edmonds. Now, while this, this uh, Dallas offense hasn't been as good as they were earlier in the season, Dak's been a little bit rough. Uh, their defense has been really good, and I really trust this uh, front seven as well as their linebacking core led by Micah Parsons, man. This guy is just an animal monster. Wouldn't be surprised if he's spying Kyler Murray. And Kyler's down some weapons, man. It's going to take more than A.J. Green and uh, Christian Kirk to get past this Dallas defense. So at five and a half points, the way that the Dallas Cowboys have been playing, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it with them. Uh, I trust them here in this spot, and uh, five and a half was a good number. See it now at six and a half. I wouldn't go higher than than probably six and a half. I think a touchdown's a bit too much, but uh, yeah, until we see it from Kyler without his 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 true weapons out there, I'm not sure that I can believe it. How do you feel about Dallas minus six and a half as a teaser piece? Because that seems like a bang for me. Bang it! I love it. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm I've originally liked Arizona in this game. Because I thought it was too many points for Dallas. But given the right. way that the market has moved, and I'm looking at the Action Network app right now, Dallas is getting 82% of the money on 54% of bets. So very clear Sharp, that the Sharks, Sharks are, coming are in. moving this. Yep. Absolutely. Six and a half. I probably expect some buyback by the time we get to Sunday, outside of any sort of COVID news that would move it. Uh, right. If this gets a seven, the Sharks are definitely going to hit Arizona. So we're kind of getting to the point where maybe I'd bet on Arizona. At five and a half, I'm probably with you on Dallas. We've talked about Cliff forever. This is the time to fade him, especially with the way that this Arizona roster, we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the way this Arizona roster is constructed, they're they're very fast, but they're not big, especially on the right. lines, and they tend to get injured, and they wear down as the season goes. Same thing for Kyler. He's short. He's small. Once he gets a couple of hits in him, just doesn't look the same. He can scramble around as much as he wants to, but you know he, had, he broke off one against Indianapolis last week, but it's just not the same without D-Hop. And without J.J. Watt, like their whole season flipped on J.J. Watt not being 100%, man. Their defense was one of the best defense, surprise defenses in the NFL. And then ever since J.J. Watt went out, they've just been letting up a ton of yards and uh, they're getting beat up front. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't continue against a Dallas team that's proven to be one of the best in the NFC right now. And they're 11 and three against the spread, which, you know, them and the Packers, they pretty much haven't missed all year. So it's, uh, Got to ride with the public here a little bit, but the Sharps seem to be moving that direction as well, which is always a good signal. I think that everybody and their mother is on the Cowboys right now, which is not a great position to be always, but the Sharps are moving in, so you got to trust them. Uh, I do like the under 52 in this game. I do not think it's going to be super high scoring. I think that, especially after last week with Dallas putting up 56-burger, I think that this number is inflated a little bit. Arizona hasn't been scoring a lot. Dallas, I expect them to run the ball, which is kind of Arizona's deficiency, extend the game. Uh, right. let Pollard and Zeke roll. I actually kind of probably like the Pollard over rushing yard prop uh, once it gets posted Saturday. Um, but I'm with you. Guys. So under 52 for me uh, and Dallas as a teaser piece, probably my best bets in that game. All right. Uh, number two pick of the week for me, Pittsburgh plus three and a half. This is the Tomlin rah-rah at home underdog spot. Big Ben send off Monday night football. I, Three and a half at home? Are you kidding me? I can see them losing this game, but it's not happening by more than a field goal. So give me Pittsburgh plus three and a half and give me Pittsburgh plus nine and a half as the best teaser piece on the board this week. My number five bet right there. And uh, I, I can't, it's big. This is Big Ben's show. I mean, it's going to be Big Ben, his final his final appearance probably in primetime. 
I, I got to think that the team's going to rally around him here. And we know that, you know, Mike Tomlin in those underdog uh, spots has always been very profitable from a betting perspective. So against this, this Cleveland team that we talked about a lot, um, most of these games become within a field goal over the course of, of the course of history here. So um, I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. The dude's a backup at best at this point. If there's anything that the Cleveland Browns can do, it's run the ball with Chubb. And hopefully that will get him to the promised land. But at one point, Baker's going to have to throw the ball. And that's when it's all going to unravel and go to shit. So three and a half points. I'm trusting Big Ben here. He played like crap last week. But uh, I got to expect he's going to try to go out on top. Maybe it's his Kobe moment. We'll see. All right. Uh, looking at the action that we're at, we have Pittsburgh. 59% of the bets. 99% of the money on Pittsburgh. Uh, so. Sheesh. Sharps are firing in on that. A little <laughs> scary that this hasn't moved down to three, but at uh, all, I'll, man, that's crazy. I I gotta uh, I gotta still take the three and a half. All right, I'll give my third one because you already gave out your third. Uh, San Francisco minus twelve and a half. I don't care if this is Trey Lance or Jimmy G. Looks like it's gonna be Lance. Yeah, gotta fade Houston after the big win last week. Uh, I think that the 49ers, they desperately need a win. That loss against Tennessee last week really kind of screwed them in the playoff race. I think they're going to come out guns blazing here, run the ball all over the field. I think it's a big day for Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, all of them combined. I think Lance is going to have his best game as a pro. Uh, Debo and Kittle are going to get theirs. I also like the over 44 and a half in this game. Probably going to be on the team total for San Francisco over 28 and a half as well. Uh, yeah, I just think it's an absolute smash spot for San Francisco. And they had 10 days off. Uh, I think they get right. This is a team that always needs to get healthy. They're always injured. So, yeah, give me a 12 and a half at home for San Francisco. San Francisco is about to get really scary. I mean, we don't know how long Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out, but we saw Trey Lance earlier in the season, and he just clearly wasn't ready. He's had several weeks now to get more acclimated to the playbook, and now he's got literally all of his weapons available right now. Like, they were still experimenting with Trey Sermon. He's obviously not it. When you got Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson healthy, that's a that's a legitimate running backfield stable. And then you also got Debo that can get into the mix. And Ayuka stayed healthy. George Kittle is actually healthy at the end of the season. This San Francisco team is going to make waves, man. And I, I would not want to face them in the playoffs right now. And especially if you have to adjust. Imagine if Trey Lance winds up being the starter for the remainder of the season, if Jimmy Garoppolo can't play. It's going to be really interesting to scheme against this team. San Francisco is really dangerous outside of their quarterbacks. And their quarterbacks stink. But I, you know, Davis yeah. Mills has played has, has played well, but I don't anticipate that it's going to continue this week. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure in his face. Brandon Cooks, we don't know if he's going to play or not in this one. That could be damaging to them. Also worth noting, Action Network, eighteen percent of the bets and ninety four percent of the money on San Francisco. If that's not a sharp move, I don't know what the hell is. So I'm backing with the sharps. <laughs> Give me San Francisco minus twelve and a half. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. You know, you're, you're Houston played the best game that they probably have played. And man, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. But for Rex Burkhead to go off for a 145 yards and two touchdowns, like that's not happening against this San Francisco defense. All right. Uh, let me get your number four bet of the week. Number four, going with Tampa Bay, minus 13 versus the Jets. This is literally just Tom Brady versus the Jets. He owns them. It's He has a story career of just demolishing them. Um, well, even without Bruce Arians, he may not be on the field. Uh, there are some rumors that AB may not give it a go. His ankle uh, might not be in a condition that he might be able to play. And if there's a time for him to rest, it would definitely be against the bum-ass Jets. But even if it's even if he's not there, you still got Gronk. You should be getting Mike Evans back on the field. 
plenty of weapons that, for Tom Brady at his disposal to still get this done. I just don't see where the Jets are going to generate any points. They're still yeah. coming back off of this COVID layover here. Um, Zach Wilson, you know, he, he ran away. He got They got a nice little victory. Um, but honestly, it's just not much I can trust in with the Jets offense. Um, don't know what playmakers are going to be out there. And frankly, I'll scheme against a rookie quarterback all day. And especially Zach Wilson, his, his inconsistencies have been pre- pretty proven throughout the season. So Tampa Bay, they're one of the best teams at NFC. Jets, they're going nowhere fast. Give me the give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 13. It's a lot, it. but they, they can definitely do it. Love it. Uh, like the under 45 in this game. Don't think the Jets are going to be able to score very much. Uh, yeah. My anticipation is that AB will play because he has so much money on the line for some of these. That, uh, I was the literally going to say that, dude. He's got some incentives that he's got to hit, and uh, he's got to be on, on the field for him. Do you have the actual numbers for uh, some of the I, things I, he has to hit? Uh, I know that he needs 279 yards to hit a bonus over the next two weeks. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Brady throws him the ball a ton to try and get a number. Not sure the other ones. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure the props the props look like they've been taken down, but you said that you've seen them earlier today. Right, right. Yeah, so the props got taken down. But um, as I'm looking at it, AB needs 21 receptions to get $333,000. So that one might be a little bit of a reach. And 182 receiving yards for another 382. 182. Got it. Mm-hmm. And five TDs for another. <laughs> He's going to have to be like, you know, putting up some Randy Moss like numbers the last two. I should say Cooper Cup like numbers over the last two weeks to really get that bread. But, you know, Tommy B's been looking out for him for quite some time now. So, you know, if it's an ankle injury, we know AB needs some money. He's got a lot of baby yeah. mamas and legal bills to pay for. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave it a go. Love it. Yeah, I think I'm still going to bet with the under 45. AB, if he plays, I'll do all the overprops just because. Uh, yeah. Jets have given up so many rushing touchdowns this year, like historically, <laughs> so historical amount. Uh, so give me the uh, maybe Rojo anytime touchdown, maybe Brady Sneak anytime touchdown. Maybe if we want to get a little spicy, we'll go Keyshawn Vaughn back to back weeks anytime Woo. touchdown. Uh, why not? They're going to get some rushing touchdowns in this game for sure. Yeah, they seem to like Keyshawn Vaughn now. He was in the doghouse last year. I know he was a dynasty, one of those dynasty darlings last season. Then he just got shipped out to the bench when they got Leonard Fournette. But uh, now he's got his time to shine, and uh, he's he's looked pretty good. So I, I could see it. All right. Uh, my last two picks for the top five, Denver plus six and a half at the Chargers. This line has moved a little bit against me, or in my favor, I guess, because I get six and a half now. My whole thinking on this is I don't really care who the quarterback for Denver is. I know that the Chargers lost last week. Probably a good spot to take them, but it's a divisional game. They're both still theoretically in the playoff race. Chargers really need this win. Denver can still fight their way in. But I I think that Denver's going to be able to run the ball on this Chargers defense that we know is pathetic against the run. And we know that these games are going to be very close and that the Chargers are going to have some struggle or are going to struggle a little bit against this Denver defense that can absolutely lock down half of the field, uh, if not more. So, I think it'll be low scoring. I already bet the under 46. I think that, that the Chargers win. I think the Chargers win by three to four. I think six and a half is too big of a number uh, for Denver. So give me Denver plus six and a half for my number four bet of the week. Number five bet of the week. I'm anticipating that Carson Wentz is going to come back. Give me Indy minus six and a half. Uh, this line is now looking like it's going to be at seven. If he comes back, it might go back to its original eight and a half, nine and a half here. Indy's just a team on a roll. They're getting healthy. They get Darius Leonard back. The Raiders, we've talked about it, two easy, easy wins, layup wins for them that yeah. they cut really, really close. Made it really team, interesting when they didn't have to. Yeah. This team is eight and seven. 
but they should not be eight and seven. Every stat in the world tells you that they should not be anywhere close to that record. They've been lucky. Indianapolis has one of the best rosters in the NFL. I expect JT to run all over them. I expect Wentz to be productive if he plays. If it's Ellinger, I'll probably fade out of this one. Uh, I'm not sure where I would go with my fifth. Maybe probably Kansas City, to be honest with you. I was going to do Washington plus three and a half. I still really like that one. But with Gibson out, can't really quite pull the trigger on that one. Uh, That number also moved up to four and a half now. So what uh, about the... What about the Saints and uh, Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold? That's always fun to fade that guy. Yeah, I I don't know who's starting for New Orleans. If it's Taysom Hill minus seven, I mean it's gross. Carolina's not going to score, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't think that I want to get involved in that one. But for <laughs> now, I'm anticipating that Wentz is going to play. I anticipate that the Colts will play well. The Colts really need a win to secure their playoff spot, right. and I think they're going to demolish Vegas. So give me six and a half there, and I also love. Over 44 and a half in that game. We talked about this earlier in the week, but teams after they play Denver score a lot. And those te- those games have gone like 11 and three or 11 and four towards the over. So Vegas coming off, they played t- terribly last week on offense. I anticipate they'll score a little bit more against Indy, but I think that overall that game is going to see a lot more than 44 and a half points. So give me the over in that one. I like it. All right. Uh, other bets that I have for the week, I'll give my totals uh, and I'll send it over to you. Vegas, Indy over 44 and a half. Philly, Washington over 44 and a half. Chargers, Denver under 46. Miami, Tennessee under 40. And San Francisco, Houston over 44. Yeah, I got the under bold one. KC and Cincinnati got under 51. And I'm going under 41 for Cleveland and Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, teaser pieces I like this week. Pittsburgh, Indy. Green Bay, Green Bay, you might not be able to get it anymore because Kirk Cousins is out. That line is going to shoot up, but I already have it from minus seven to minus one. Chargers to win outright, and a half to half. Washington, three and a half to nine and a half. Miami, three and a half to nine and a half. Maybe Seattle as a money line play, but I don't really trust that one right now, to be honest with you. I'd probably stick with the top seven there. Yeah, the other one, uh, yeah, the Miami, or sorry, the Miami, the Minnesota Green Bay game jumped up to 13 and a half. Uh, with news that Kirk Cousins is going to be on the COVID list. So, yeah, that one's probably the stay away. Um, but, I mean, they still got Dalvin Cook. And so if, they, if they're if they smart, they'll they'll try to do what the uh, the Browns were doing before they let the, the game in the hands of Baker Mayfield. But, uh, yeah, 13 and a half, still a lot. And then uh, I was trying to see if there's any other action there. What are your thoughts on the Giants and the Bears? Uh, still saying yeah. that the Bears are six six-point favorites there. Yeah, so I thought that the Bears early in the week, if they start Big Dick Nick, that that would be a good spot at minus six. Great right. spot as a teaser to get it down to a pick em. And I've heard on basically every podcast that I've listened to, every sort of sharp money says that you're supposed to bet, supposed to bet the Giants in this game. So uh seems like a stay away from me. Don't really want to touch it. Uh, my lean would probably still be towards the Bears winning the game outright. But sure. Giants plus six is a popular number amongst pros. So uh, definitely going to stay away from me. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I was thinking it could possibly be a teaser piece for the Bears, just get them to a pick them, but that that probably be that probably be it. Um, but yeah, that would mainly be contingent on I trust Nick Foles more than I would trust Justin Fields at this point. Nick Nick Foles is just a winner. Uh, he he'll figure out a way to get it done. He can actually move the ball down the field, whereas Justin Fields, eh, I don't know if I can trust that too much. Fair enough. Uh, we have a couple other games that we haven't discussed yet. Maybe we should talk about it just for a little bit and send the people out. Sure. New Year's Eve with some extra spicy bets, perhaps. Uh, hey. Eagles Eagles minus four and a half at Washington. 
do you think that the Gibson line, Gibson's theoretically now worth one point? Do you think that yeah. that's too big of a move? I think so, because, you know, while Antonio Gibson was really good over the last three weeks, last week he got that early touchdown, but wasn't really that active otherwise uh, in that game, like as a factor. Um, you have Taylor Heineke back, and this is really, to me, I would think that Taylor Heineke's status would be more important than Antonio Gibson's, because I don't really see that they're going to be able to establish the run as much as they would would like to. Uh, just based on the way that the Eagles have been playing as of late. So, yeah, a point is a lot for Antonio Gibson. I bet the Eagles at three and a half. I don't know that I want to go four and a half. I feel like three and a half was probably even still a little bit bold. So um, I think it's a good teaser piece, potentially, if you want to take the Reds, the uh, the football team, tease them up uh, to around nine. Um, I think that might be a play. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I took the birds at three and a half. I wouldn't take them at four and a half, even though Antonio Gibson is still important. He's been uh, spelled for much of the last – you know, a couple of weeks or so just because it's, they're not going anywhere and, and to risk any further injury to his uh, shin leg, whatever that is that he's got going on there. Stress fracture. Yeah. Not no, no point. I don't foresee very many running backs being worth one point towards the line. JT. Sure. Derek Henry, uh, maybe yeah, Henry, but, but outside of that Camara, maybe a little bit cook. No. So it's a really yeah. limited list. One point seems like a little bit of an overreaction four and a half. I might uh, sprinkle on that one. New England, Jacksonville, New England at 16, uh, over under 41 and a half right now. Belichick just eats up on rookie running back or rookie quarterbacks, and Lawrence does not look like a very good one right now. So no, he does not. I don't know what you want to. That number is so fucking massive. Like I, I I'm tempted to bet Jacksonville just because it's so big, but I'm probably not getting in the way of that one. Yeah, what did this open up at 15 and now it's 16? Yeah. See some 16 and a half. Man, this is getting it's getting out of control. I'll just stay away from it. I'll just watch Bill Belichick just annihilate Trevor Lawrence pretty much. Fair enough. Uh, Atlanta plus 14 at Buffalo over under 44. Seems like way too many points. We talked about it on the Wednesday show that yeah. this opened up at nine or the look ahead was nine. Seems like five points adjustment, probably too much, but Atlanta can't really score. Buffalo destroys bad teams. Is Atlanta actually a bad team? Not a hundred percent sure. Lean towards Atlanta, especially if you get the 14 and a half hook that is out there. Some places. How about you? I lean towards Atlanta too, but I'd probably be more interested in the props at this point. Atlanta's defense sucks. And uh, I'd be interested in some Devin Singletary with a spread that wide. Uh, I think you could definitely see a, a commitment to the run, or at least he's been the most capable back for them. So I'd be looking at his rushing attempts proper, potentially his uh, rushing prop, which would probably be around 48, 50 yards or something like that. So that seems pretty reasonable with, with a spread that wide. And then also Josh Allen, uh, not much of a correlation here, but I just feel like he's going to be passing a lot. Stefan Diggs has some money on the line, I believe. Um, some incentives. Let me let me see real quick what what his incentives were. Uh, he needs 18 more receptions this season to get 750 um, added to his base salary. So, yeah, I mean, he could get he could get nine receptions over the last couple of games. That, that's certainly something that could be done. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over on Josh Allen's passing props. Um, also curious to see what Stephon Diggs is sitting at, but don't currently see them right now. All right. Uh, last game that we haven't touched on at all. Surprisingly, we talked about this team a little bit, but the Ravens plus five at home against the Rams over under 46 and a half. Lamar, I think it's pretty firm to this point. He's not going to be able to play Sunday. It's like it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Uh, people don't think that that's much of an adjustment, especially with the way that Lamar has looked as of late and how Huntley played against Green Bay. Right. I'm not so sure about that. The line has moved a point and a half, so it does say that Huntley is 
is a little bit of a downgrade here. Uh, still feels like a really bad spot for the Rams traveling cross country, but given the way the Baltimore's defenses look, their yards per play average, the way that Cooper Cup is just a monster, and the way that Sony Michelle, to be honest with you, is running the ball, uh, I I don't know. I'm st- I still lean towards Baltimore, but I, I don't really have a strong conviction on this one anymore. I mean, the the Ravens secondary has just been obliterated. So you know, you're going up against Cooper Cup. Good luck. I just, yeah, whether it's Tyler Huntley, Lamar Jackson, this team has been trending down for quite some time now. They've eked out some some wins that weren't that weren't of the good variety. So going up against a Rams team that I think is clicking at the right time. You're right. I think Sony Michelle has been the game changer for them. Really, this dude's been running wild. Pretty much what he should have been doing in New England if he actually got yeah. a fair shot at the carries. But uh, he looks great, and uh, even if they they you have to spell him with Daryl Henderson, he's still very capable. So yeah, I think this this offense is is too good. The Ravens haven't seen enough from them. Tyler Huntley's been riding high, fantasy wise. He's probably more more of a gamer than than in real life. So I think that the McVeigh will probably scheme up something to uh, keep him at bay, prevent him from using his wheels a little bit. Like let's not forget on the other side of the ball, you're facing Von Miller and and uh, Aaron Donald here. So yeah. you know what I'm saying like if there's anybody that's gonna stop stop a mobile quarterback it's going to be them so yeah i'm gonna take the rate i'm gonna take the rams here five and a half all right fair enough that does it for our week 17 best best we will be back next week for the final week of the nfl regular season and we will be back we will be here for all the uh playoff rounds with all of our best bets each week as we go on uh remember to follow us on champions round on instagram and twitter for more information on all of our giveaways also be sure to check out our tiktok and youtube short channel for more information on all those giveaways and some announcements announcements also. Uh, That does it for this week. Happy new year. Uh, Enjoy it. Stay safe, stay well, get drunk, have a good time uh, and enjoy the uh, college football games today until then. Yeah. See you later. Happy new year.